Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. Jordan Paul and Clark still with us. Still, hey. still don't know how we're distributing these, so you might have heard her just last week. You might not have heard her yet. I don't know. No, it would have happened already because it's Valley Girl. We're either going in order. I don't know. Whatever. We're going so, close to order. I today's think. Wild at Heart. Uh, this is my second favorite movie of all time, I think. This is my favorite Cage movie. Uh, so many things to talk about in this movie. Mm. We are watching the Blu-ray which was put out a couple years ago by, what was that company? Twilight, Twilight Time. Time. This is only the second time I've ever seen this movie. Seriously? I loved it when we watched it for Cage Club, but I haven't watched it since because we had so much other stuff to watch. Wow. All right. So we are going to start playing in 3, 2, 1, go. And it starts off with a bang, if I recall. Oh, it's so good. I hope you see all kinds of things you didn't notice before. <clears throat> like Bob at Peru's teeth. This is Joey and mine. Third, fourth time watching this together? Third, At least third. Huh. Well, you fell asleep the first time. So this is why Jordan and I have a very special history with this movie, because the first time we ever hung out at school, uh, I went over to... Yeah, I went over to your apartment? Or you no, can, I no. went to yours. You went to mine, and just halfway through the movie, she just curls up in a little ball at the foot of my bed and just goes to sleep. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this girl that I barely know apparently is comfortable enough around me to like fall asleep. And then she woke up, and she's like, all right, bye. Wait, but after the movie and after everything? The movie. Yeah, she slept through the entire movie. I just watched the whole movie. Yeah, well, I have a history of sleeping during movies, which I don't do anymore. You but were s- I'll, I'll you figure were, out college. That's what I did. You were so happy. I remember. I still remember you messaged me one time, and you were like, I don't fall asleep in movies anymore. <laughs> and like that was like a big accomplishment. Like It was. Um, Two, but, then, oh, but then Jordan and I saw it again in the theater... With the guy who wrote the book. Oh, cool. Barry Gifford was there, and he was selling his book. Where was that? That was in New York. That was I've seen okay. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was... Hmm. The Yankees were in the World Series, I think. It was during... It was like a World oh. Series game. The I remember they, like, good? checked in. Like, they they had a guy come in and, like... <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're losing right now, so... Love maybe it. that like, was... That I guess it could have been. No, what, it was after 2009, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember, like... I moved to the city in 2010. I don't I can't remember. remember if I was already living there when we I went. don't remember anything else we did that day. I, I just remember... This movie sets itself up to be like backdraft or something with all this fire. There's a lot of fire. <laughs> it's Joey, beautiful. did you ever read the... the I did. I read all of them. Are they good? They are. Well, so the first... So it's like six short stories. Actually, I haven't... There's a new one that he put out like two years ago that I haven't huh. read yet. Uh, they're all about Sailor and Lula, and they... Spoiler alert! Live through the end. I think they might both die of old age in the final one or oh, something. I don't know. Good to know, though. I, knew, I wasn't uh, sure. They but were no, their, make their it. love perseveres. Okay, well, good. that's like like that was like an, I had seen this movie before the time I fell asleep in your bed. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the first time I saw it, though. And <laughs> but it didn't occur mm-hmm. to me like what a really this is a beautiful love story until we Here. saw Barry Gifford talk about it. Yeah. Somewhere near the border between North and South Carolina. And Nothing good ever happens in Cape Fear. I have that feel, like especially in films. All of the like the, all the like the first short story is this pretty much, and then there's just a bunch that are like about like I think I think Sailor goes to jail for a while, but like Lula stays faithful to him. And goes then, to like, jail again, right? Yeah, yeah, and then like there's like stories about like their kids and stuff. Is. It's all like kind of there they are. Oh, maybe that is that the, no, that's not the dress she's not wearing. The dress. It's close. Someone else wearing a pink dress. Oh, we gotta put on the close this guy captions. Did, this guy does not is not long for this world. I love her expressions in this film. 
first thing you hear in this movie, you're like, what is going on? Look at her, look at her face! Everyone's face in this movie, I feel, is like their best face. Like, we they're are... They're really, like, they're really acting, which works for this, though. <laughs> we're three minutes into the movie, we're, like, 45 seconds into actual, like, footage, and yes. we already have a C-word dropped, and now Sailor's about to kill this guy with his bare hands. It's about to be disgusting. Yeah, this is and super then, brutal. And then he has the best point. Like, Cage, in a lot of the Cage movies, points. That is a David Lynch point, because Bobby does it mm. in Twin Pink Peaks, too. Like, exactly the same but point. This is He's kind of got a lot of Bobby in him. But this is the greatest He does point. have look some Bobby. Oh. <laughs> She's amazing. I mean, that is horror show stuff right He's here. still not done yet. There's a lot of brains falling out of heads in this movie. Like, even nowadays, go. I feel like it does, things don't really get this graphic and linger. I mean, we just watched Total Recall. Oh. Like it's it's eighties, nineties. It's it's just it's of the era. I mean, here we go. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming for you, Marietta. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so this whole thing is in the a PD sense it's Wizard correction. of Oz, right? It's like it's not like a yeah. it's not right. straight up Wizard of Oz, but it's like definitely. Inspired, inspired by, by yeah I feel like every time he sort of lost his way he thought back to w- Wizard of Oz and the structure of that and the characters and that and and, well, and Marietta is the Wicked Witch yes very and like here literally with the crystal ball like uh yeah absolutely is is Sailor the s- Scarecrow <laughs> if uh, Lula oh, is Dorothy Sailor <laughs> or maybe they both represent Dorothy the two sides of her. We do have Cage in prison, though, which is going to happen in so many Cage movies. Always in prison. Yeah. Home away from home. Oh, I just realized that we're going to have to rewatch Amos and Andrew for this. And, uh... Oh, man. I just hope we don't have to put a guest through that. We're going to. Well, I'm not going to... We're not going to sit through that alone. I'm going to make someone <laughs> sit down and watch that and uh, Guarding Tess and whatever other ones we hate. Oh, yeah. Them. Well, they should have to watch both of those. Just bang them out all in a row. Just somebody we hate. <laughs> Jordan, we got some great movies for you to watch. Hey, good try. I already watched some bad ones. Cage with his black, black hair, too. I feel like that's not his normal shade. He looks good with it, though. Really plays that greaser well. <laughs> and her, she's just like... So, like, everything, I feel like she's over-passionate about everything. Well, because she's, like, what is she, 17 or 18 in this movie? Oh, like, that's yeah, right. Everything's like the end of the world. I yeah. forgot. I forget how young she well, is. Well, I think we talked about this last time, but she's always, um, everybody. Oh, yeah, you were on the podcast always, for this, right? Yeah, we did this already. We're on the same conversation. <laughs> we're just going to do the same <laughs> podcast again. But everyone's always breathing really heavy in this. She bring the class here? I feel like that's a lynch note where no. it's, like, Things are too normal, how normal people would do it, like smile harder or breathe harder or look harder or something or strain. <laughs> oh, here comes. Well, everything's heightened. Like, it's, he's very aware that he's making a movie. He's not making real life. Like, he's not capturing real mm. life. But he's definitely commenting on it in a lot of ways, like saying yeah. this could happen in a slightly skewed universe. <laughs> frequent, <laughs> frequent cage club. Hold on. That was ultimate line for Cage there. God.
Oh, Power, Power Mad. Mad. That's going to be a great show. Stab it in Steve. Frequent Cage Club guest Tobin Addington from Missoula, which is where David Lynch is from. Also, maybe his favorite actress of all time is Laura Dern. I wonder if he, like, saw her and stuff before this, because this is a couple years before Jurassic Park. I don't know. Most likely. Most likely. I mean, I knew her mostly from Jurassic Park, but in re- after seeing that, I recognized her from stuff. I didn't, like, I haven't seen this movie since just last year, but... She's also she's also in Enlightened, which is great. Citizen oh, yeah, Ruth great. is amazing. That's a really good one. Now we get all the chest hair. And some gratuitous boobs. I forgot about all this nudity. I didn't. I've seen this movie like five or ten times. What is he doing with the radio? Is that some kind of metaphor for like that's the past and he's the future? I don't know. Thanks for the casual reminder. She's had a very messed up life. And this is sort of her way out. Even though Sailor's not necessarily the best guy in the world, he's the best guy for her. I almost feel like Mickey and Mallory are based off of them to a degree. Probably. Ugh. Ugh. And not just Mickey and Mallory either. Like, they're almost like a Bonnie and Clyde, and, you know, you could also say Clarence and Alabama and characters like that but every like rock and roll couple yeah but also they all come from like dark sexually abused backgrounds too to a degree That's I feel true. like half at least half of them I wonder if that's like a comparison like an homage or like just a sort of a lazy shortcut like to why these people are messed up I think that that mm, I don't know we saw there like how like, Marietta cares about her kid. Yeah. You know, she's not... She kind of becomes the enemy in this. I also feel like it, you know, it explains a, way, it explains a little bit about her sexual freedom and stuff like that. Like, wanting to own, you know, wanting to be in control of her own self and everything. And so, it seems to be, like, her terms now. That's how I kind of saw her the first time around. Is like she's in. Con- she seems to be in control. Lula, of like who can be with her. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't feel like she's going to get taken advantage of like that again. But she does, though, sort of. Like she doesn't oh, really have Bobby. The Bobby yeah. moment is. We'll get to it. But when you got like a gun pointed at you. <laughs> Straight up Wizard of Oz reference. All the way to the end, we get Laura Palmer as Glenda the Good Witch. Oh, that's right. I forgot she showed up. I think Laura Dern is. She's probably about Cage's age, right? I don't know. So he's, he's like 24, 25 in this. I think she's younger than him. He's, he's 25, 26. She's three years younger. So they're like 25 and 22 playing like 20 and 18. All right. Or something. Do you think that she just doesn't want any man to touch her daughter anymore? That could and be. And that's hmm. why she's doing this? Like she just has become so crazy and overprotective? Maybe. I thought that she wanted Sailor at one point 
I don't know if that's still uh, obviously not now she doesn't but I thought that's like we'll have that flashback in the bathroom in the lavatories oh, that yeah, yeah, goes yeah. around and I thought so it was sort of like she's she resented her daughter by him yeah but but I also get that overprotective vibe because of what we just flashed back to as well. She, like she caught that guy. Yeah, I also with her daughter. don't think anything in David Lynch's movies is as simple as like one explanation. No. Like Harry Dean Stanton here, like the world's worst detective, almost. <laughs> but he's just he's just so in love with Marietta. In some regard, at least. <laughs> like everything is so it's it's all so weird. <laughs> And wonderful. Can you guys think of any other... So, part of what I really like about Sailor and Lula is that their relationship is never in question. Like, you know they're going to be together. Yeah. They don't fight. They don't, you know? And I love that. Like, are there other movies like that? You know, so often the conflict comes from... Well, like, just like two against the world? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, true romance, like... Alabama and Clarence, they're never... I mean, they fight at the very beginning when he thinks that, like, he finds out she's a call girl, and, like, from then on, like, they are inseparable. They never fight in that movie, do they? No, not to my knowledge. What about Mickey and Mallory? I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in a while. Yeah, they're very... Uh, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, like, they break up and get back together every other sequence. <laughs> hmm. Bob Ray, Le- was that Bob Ray Lemon? Bob Ray Lemon, great. Like I think a part of it is just like being able to say a name like Bob Ray Lemon with a straight face and mean it. And <laughs> he even stumbled on the words. He's like, I can't get this name out. Like I get Bob 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 Ray Lemon. She's hammered. Here we go. Here's the other flashback. This is the same night, though. Yeah. This is like right before he did that. Yeah. Which is why she lied to that guy. <laughs> I'm always impressed when movies have mirrors and, like, there's. You know what I mean? Like, no camera, especially yeah. back like, then. It's, it's low, so obviously, like, everything's just sort of below eyesight there, but still. Like, if I ever made something, I would never have, like, a mirror or a clock, because, like, those are the two things that are just so, they just add unnecessary well, complications. Now, the, yeah, now everything is digitally removed. Like, John Wick 2, when he's in that fun house at the end of yeah. the second movie, yeah. like, you know, it's impossible not to get a camera in that shot, I feel. Gotta add the spoiler alert to John Wick Chapter 2 for oh, this. Oh, yeah, they go into a, a hall of mirrors <laughs> at the end. <laughs> what is going on? Why is that? Yeah, Frequent the orange. Cage and Keanu uh, guest Chris Mattiello said that that was a reference to Enter the Dragon. Oh, okay, I could see that. Possibly, I just thought of the guest in that like that the sort too. of funhouse. I just thought it was a really like visually interesting way to have a fight. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really calling anything back. Look how her nails match her lipstick. Yeah, the the orange, right? It's like a painting. It kind of reminds me of pumpkins, which reminds me of witches. Ooh. Jesus. Quite That's literal. great. He's polishing his shoe, and she's polishing her nails. <laughs> he looks... The hair here looks a little like... <laughs> yeah. Wings. A little like H.I. Uh, McDonough, sort of. Because hmm. his hair just goes 
out. You know, it doesn't yeah. go up or down, it just like spreads. And that's around the same time, too. It's almost Wolverine. It is Wolverine-ish. Oh, that is a clever detective. She's just so, like, horny. <laughs> yeah. And he's so Elvis. Okay, so she was 18 before he went to prison. Now she, now that he got out, now she's 20. Why do you only go to jail for two years for that? Because um, he be- was defending himself. Yeah, the guy was trying to kill him. Yeah, it's like uh, Cameron Poe. You know, it's same kind of rules. <laughs> Now, why would you even let yourself get into a stall? Yeah, where... like, he could just leave. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see her being like, come on here, I gotta tell you something about Lula, and then... Yeah. Who is this actress? That, isn't that Laura, Dor- Laura Dern's mother? Oh, Diane Ladd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who also comes back and enlightened the TV show, and she plays her mom again. Oh, Okay. S-H-I-T. She's just so nasty. Yeah. I mean, she's very clearly mentally unhinged, but, like, just so nasty. There's something that she really uses that southern affect well, too, to sort of spread her menace and, like, her hate. Like, there's just something in, in the tone of her voice that, like, is nasty. I feel like we, now in today's society we can't describe women as nasty anymore. Like that woman's that word's been taken. <laughs> it's a compliment now. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> well, just like mean spirited, you know, She's, because yeah, she is. Because she also knows how to use that same thing to manipulate men. Mm. Yep. Oh, that jacket is just gorgeous. Oh, you mean the snakeskin jacket? Mm-hmm. Symbol of his individuality. I just love the music in this. I mean, the music in this is great. It's like a, it's a combination of Twin Peaks and Elvis and like just like, like mayhem, mayhem metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that rockabilly stuff coming through. There's marshmallows all over the bed. I, well, I, saw I that think before. those weren't those um, cotton balls Were for her cotton toes. Balls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But that is a great cut between her dancing yeah. on the bed to her dancing in the club. Oh, this is just so cool. Oh, strobe lights always kind of hurt my eyes. Look at that guy doing the worm. What was that even about? <laughs> this is two movies in a row that we recorded podcasts about today or, or commentaries about today that had crazy dancing. But here there's actually music happening. Yes, I feel like they definitely shot this to sound. Because it... It's so precise when he calls it off. And we're about to get the, maybe my favorite scene in the movie. That's so great. I love it. She backs up because she can't stand it. Like, he is just so amazing. But then this other dude comes in and infiltrates. I like that he's just got ultimate control over everything. He's the Fonz. Yeah, don't fuck with you. <laughs> Look who you're talking to. 
Oh, don't insult the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> What's a cooler jacket, that or the Scorpion one from Drive? They're, they hmm. might be one two in movie history. That is a good one too. I mean, where? What's three? Marty McFly's jacket in Back to the Future Two. <laughs> like, uh, where do you go? Maybe that red, white, and blue, or the red, yellow, and blue jacket from uh, Valley Girl that the guy was wearing in the party. <laughs> yeah, the Michael Sarah jacket. Um, I mean, there's Danny's T-Bird jacket from Greece again. Yeah. Why not mention Greece in two podca- in two commentaries? Ah, the Fonz's jacket, but that's TV. But that is that is funny. Like, oh, here we go. Yes. This is my favorite. This is my favorite thing. And this is when we were talking about Keanu crooning. Like, oh my gosh, yes. And I not even opened up a bigger conversation in in the Dog Star episode where it was like, you know, the idea that if you are an actor, you kind of should be able to carry a tune and should be able to sing. Like, people shouldn't be amazed when you belt one out and are good. I do feel like Elvis is pretty relatively easy to imitate, but still, he just does it Mm. so well. I love the Screaming Girls. Yes. That's my favorite touch. Yeah, I feel like Elvis is, like, singing with an accent or something. Like, he, you know... It's very distinct. You have to like yeah. do an Elvis impression. <laughs> Cry you. I must have listened to this song like every day for a month after watching this movie. And like all the girls are into it, but like it's not of the fashion, you know? Like these are they were just at this speed metal concert. And suddenly he's doing a ballad, but they're all loving it. Well, again, because like this is not, it's not real life. It's just like whatever. Right. I don't even, like, it's just, oh, God. Yeah, like, is this really happening? Is this even real? Like, right. who knows? And it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> this is just where they are. Like, it, yeah, we're just seeing how they feel in this moment, whether it's actually yeah. happening like this or not. It's like when they go out dancing to speed metal, they hear this song when they look at each other. Well, and when he, you know, and when when they declare their love for each other in public, like, Mm. this is what they feel. Yes. Yeah, their public displays of affections are robust. (laughs) Getting a real, like, um, Peggy Sue Got Married vibe again when he sings in the, they got like the little doo-wop group. Yep. And now they're just compromising. (laughs) Fade to yellow. They fade to a bunch of different colors while they're having sex throughout the film. And I think I mentioned on the podcast that it reminded me of, like, a rainbow. And that connection to Wizard of Oz. And they're sort of, like, humping over the rainbow. (laughs) Like, instead of... He did say he's not he's not gonna sing Love Me Tender to anybody but his wife, but by the end of the movie, I mean they're not married, but stick around, we may get Love Me Tender. Just a guess. Oh, this is a great shot too when they show him from the ceiling. Like I love this reveal. You just kinda think they're talking next to each other in bed. Another Wicked Witch reference. There is the there she is dressed as the witch actually there. 
And like that's what's like the best part about it. It's like he like yeah, she's hot, but like he also he's in love with her. That shot. <laughs> like I thought they were just sitting next to each other and then it shows this and they're like intertwined. They almost look like um like a Siamese person or something, you know? Like conjoined twins. Because it's hard to really tell, like, when their knees are out like that, like, whose knees are where. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're one person now. They've really always been one person. They're just talking about cigarettes and brands and... I don't think he hasn't been really sweaty. Like, he's been sweaty in every scene. It's, well, I mean, it's fire. Uh, yeah, I know. I think it's intentional, too. The wild at heart, and, like, everybody the fire is thematic. Is, and I think everybody in this is pretty sweaty all the time. his full name every time. <laughs> oh, I never caught the abbreviated sailor as just sail. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't catch that. I didn't watch it with subtitles last time. <laughs> they make a better couple than the Valley Girl couple. Yeah. I just mean, like, they look like they go together better. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with Valley, Valley Girl. They're not supposed to go together. Mm-hmm. Here, like, these are, like... Yeah, it's peas in a pod. Yep. Well, Cage's long nose. But it'll get a little... It got a little longer and never on Tuesday. See, here... That's very true. <laughs> See, here he's got normal teeth. Does he or no? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're normal, yeah. Mm-hmm. They go through stages, though, right? Like, I think they'll get yeah. even better. That's her dad? Yep. Yeah. And is this how he killed himself, or someone murdered him by lighting him on fire? I think it was ruled that it was a suicide, but I think there's questions to be had there. Cage's tattoo. Is that his tattoo or is that a character? I mean, I feel like if it was the characters, it would be more predominant. It seems like it's just, you know, let's not cover that up. Let's just say Sailor has a tattoo. But I know Cage has, ta- like, he's inked up. Like, way more than I even was aware of. He's got a big bag. Badass Ghost Rider tattoo somewhere too. A lot of standing on beds. Yes. Is that a real thing people do? Well, it made me think of when you're a kid and they and people always tell you not to stand on your bed or jump on your bed, but now that they're adults, they're doing it like all they want. And it also sort of implies like maybe they're they they also aren't entirely grown up either. Yeah. I mean, she even is dressed. Like my little niece, you know, she's got like yeah. a ribbon in her hair. She's yeah. wearing like a nightie. She's dressed like a valley valley girl. Like, 
Or like a doll or something, yeah. David Lynch loves, especially in Lost Highway, loves the shot of the road. That road like shot. The, mm. I like that road shot, though. I like that I for some too. reason. Now they're on the road. And that's the hitman she hires. It's like, that editing is weird, but I like it like that. You don't get that. You know, like, they just cut to her and Santos walking, and now back yep. to the car, and then back to her. And... Well, it's kind of disorienting. <laughs> Man, slaughterer. <laughs> You're not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Has she ever done anything with her dad? Bruce Stern? Did you know her dad was was the Bruce Bruce Stern? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, okay. I'm not especially a big fan of his stuff to be quite honest, but I don't know if I've seen him in his life from Nebraska. I like him in, yeah, Nebraska. Well, he's in Hateful Eight. I mean, I know oh, his true. newer work much better than it. He's, he was in a lot of biker movies in the 70s. And oh, stuff. he was obviously in Hateful Eight because he was the one who, like, accidentally leaked the script and, like, almost got fired from that movie. Oh, that was him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he plays Smithers in that. But I always wonder, just because, you know, she's doing this with her mom, I always wondered if she ever did anything with her dad. I feel like Santos is like a super Lynchian character for me. Like, I don't know. I just get like that vibe off of him immediately. He's just like a leisure suit hitman or something. Like, these names are just the best. Like, Mr. Reindeer? I forgot all about that. Isn't there that... that they call that weird place, and... Someone ends up in a room with the lady screaming, right? Uh, someone screaming at him? Yeah, everybody's screaming at everybody in this movie. So Johnny is... Yeah, the detective. Johnny's Johnny the Paragate other guy. Johnny Paragate is Stanton. Yeah, yeah, Harry Dean. Just kind of the bumbling. But why does film. that guy want to kill Johnny? I think he just wants to kill Johnny. I lose like, track of that subplot a little. Every time I think I he's just this. like, ah, that I hate that Johnny. Like, let me do oh, them both. Look my at favorite. him saluting. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch that as like a screensaver forever. Mr. Reindeer looks familiar too, but he he reminds me of a newer actor who was on Fringe and then a bunch mm. of other stuff. He was he was more the new Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes sequel. Um, it's totally not him, but they have the same sort of look. Oop. Uh, I don't. <laughs> He's just taking a dump in front of a topless girl. 
He's Mr. Reindeer. But like, <laughs> I love that Lynch decided, like, you know what? We have to show that he's taking this call in the bathroom. <laughs> so that is William. He's also Look drinking this. coffee off the sink at the same time. That's how he does his morning. That guy is William Morgan. William Morgan Shepherd, most known for oh, he was in this Elephant Man, The Prestige, and Transformers. Captain Whitwicky. Oh, he's Shia's great grandfather. Okay, or grandfather, or great grandfather. I, I don't. I, he was probably he in like one shot. He doesn't act in a ton of stuff anymore. He was a priest on Sunny, one episode of Sunny. Trying to think what else. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> what a great sort of covert payment. Just slip it through the mail slot. Oh, I forgot. He lives in Topless City. That one maid's wearing a weight belt. Like, it looks like a weightlifting belt. New Orleans. New Orleans in a lot of Cage movies. God, that shadow is amazing. This is Isabella Rossellini, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The silver dollars in this, just like the gold coins in Wick. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Just symbolic payment. Is that like a weightlifting belt? It's almost sort of like a cummerbund? Like it's, it's very... <laughs> is it a fashion belt? Is it... It's fashion, most likely, but that's all it reminded me of. It'd be great if her character was just a shadow. <laughs> I like that they... So, what does she have? Hershey Kisses, and then that's just Pepto-Bismol? Yeah. That is bizarre. I didn't know to pick up on that before. <laughs> it's a very uh, important... Detail? No, no. Well, I was going to say... me. Oh, I thought, I thought this was a different place. I thought this was the motel where they go to later. Or is it? Uh, no, I don't... That's where Isabella Rossellini lives, isn't it? I thought that was... Wasn't that... Bobby Peruse didn't know who he's calling I can't, I only saw this once you're the guys this is your second favorite film you tell me Nolans watch out don't go down the wrong street you might bump into Sonny Acid Yellow oh that's right him too looks like those two knew Acid Yellow back in the day <laughs> I know they remind me of Steve Buscemi in, uh, I guess it was Zandali? Zandali, yep. Where she's like freaking out on the street getting arrested. Here we got pink. Humping over pink. We did red, yellow, now pink. Yeah, they're just like having sex the entire movie. Yeah. Young love. The, the Sailor and Lula bed-only version would still be about an hour and a half. There you go. Take me right over the rainbow. Okay. (laughs) Look at his smile across. He's like, she noticed. (laughs) You got the sweetest cock. That's talking all its little voice all its own. (laughs) I would give anything to be on set. Not just for this scene, but I just mean for this whole movie. Just to... 
like how did Lynch communicate with Cage and what was that dynamic like? You know, what was their shorthand? <laughs> I don't even, like, he knows how to wind her up. up yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's and funny. And then it's mermaid. a little wind-up mermaid toy. I would be afraid to like go to establishments in a David Lynch universe. Like I would most, oh, you know, like, mostly he, hang out at home. Probably. Oh, this guy's the best. <laughs> Quack. <laughs> you just talked to the duck, right? Yep. <laughs> but that was like full on Donald Duck. The subtitles think he's saying yeah. He's saying, yeah, he's like cheering on the band. Yeah, I heard it that time. I heard it that time. Okay, I'm just going to have a guy who talks like Donald Duck for a minute. I mean, then, like, like later in the movie, you have, like, Double Lot Spool, who just talks about, like, my dog barks some. Like, what's the point <laughs> of that? Like, there's just people living in this world that are just like, oh, you guys are making a movie? Like, let me just swing on by. Like, characters, <laughs> like, written characters, but just like... Oh, God, I, now here we get the, the I think lipstick. It, it also establishes that the people we're following aren't the craziest people in the world. Like, they, like everybody is insane. <laughs> but also, they're like kind of like non-reaction to all this mm-hmm. weird. Like, that's so Lynchian. Yes. Like, yeah. He the, quacks at them, and they're just and like, like, "Yep, yeah." Like expected that <laughs> they're almost. Just like, like and they smile. It would have been weird if he didn't quack. <laughs> they never comment on the weirdness of any of the situations. Which is what makes it for me so unsettling. Like, don't you notice how, like, your entire face is going to be covered with that lipstick? <laughs> oh, this is so scary. She does such a good job, though. Like, yeah. applying it? Yeah. So even. So fully, <laughs> so fully covered. You would definitely need more than one tube of lipstick to do what she's about to do. <laughs> Mr. Reindeer and literally a table full of women. Oh, she's in um, Firewalk with me. I mean, she's in. I feel like she's also in. Um, she's Adam's. She's a uh, Happy Gilmore's Happy grandma. Gilmore's grandma. I feel like she's been in other Lynch stuff, though. I know she's definitely in. Isn't she in Firewalk with me? She has the boy with the mask on. Like it's her with the little boy wearing the plague yeah. mask. I don't know what her name is though. <laughs> she. That's definitely my. <laughs> Happy Gilmore is. Yeah, probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Francis I mean, Bay. Oh, she died. I thought she might still be alive. She pretty died recently, right? 2011. She was in Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces, which was when the Blu-ray came out. Oh, okay. Um, this, that was so, this is also strange. Like her, her lopsided foot. The cane, like she's such a character. The one hoop earring and the one chain earring, like, unibrow, just great. Yeah, like she, she was... looks like a like a painting or something, like yeah. something that walked out of a painting. Yeah. yeah, she was in Twin Peaks. She was Mrs. Tremond, okay. Chalfont. That, that was Firewalk with me. She was mm-hmm. in one episode of the TV show too. Oh, okay. Must have been in the second season. She was in Twins. 
Oh yeah, she is in Twin. She ran the orphanage she where Danny DeVito grew up. So here's another story about Twin Peaks and me and Jordan, <laughs> or David Lynch and me and Jordan. I think did we start in college or after college? No, it was after. And she would come over. We would watch like two or three episodes. Like she'd just drive down or whatever. We watched two or three episodes, and then the way I remember it, I guess she never finished it. So neither of us finished it. But like we got to like somewhere in the middle of the second season. Like we got like we were probably like two or three like maybe like 12 episodes away so we probably saw almost half the second season okay and then she just never came over again (laughs) (laughs) and then like I just stopped watching because I was going to watch with her and then I thought that she had said that she watched them all but I guess she just watched the last one I definitely watched like maybe a little more than we watched and then I hated it and I just watched the last episode but then I rewatched it all did he just make it that's what she said joke I I've been I was listening to you. I wasn't following along, but I would not put it past them. I had a boner with a capital O. Like they're so in love that he can tell her a story about him having sex with another woman, and she gets turned on. Like it's just mm-hmm. she's already grinding like on the seat. Like, he's just telling a story. Like, she is never not sexualized in this. But, like, in an empowering way, though, right? Like, it's That's not... how I feel. I don't know. I don't know, because, like, you also get the impression that she's pretty dark on the inside. Um, and she does get assaulted by a couple of men in this movie. Oh, a peach. peach. There we go. Now, was Zon- Zon- Zonaldi came out before this, or was Zonaldi in the 90s or was it in the 80s? Oh, man. I'm on, I, I, I'm on the spot. I think it was the 90s. I think it was the 90s. Zonaldi was 91. So this predated that Peach reference, and definitely predated... Mm-hmm. I think Face-off. this might have started the Peach reference. The Peach I mean, revolution? I, I almost feel like Cage read it in this That's... movie and then let it latched on to it. <laughs> That's also awesome that they use the, oh, the lighter flame oh, becomes, in the road. The, becomes the dividing line on the road. Yeah. We're getting a couple colors here. I think I don't think we're ever going to get to like green and blue and purple. Yeah, it okay. never gets to the last just, It's just the passionate the ones. This right. is also like the same shot that they showed before. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Well, I have a feeling that there's not missing, but I have a feeling oh, that green. this was probably cut down. Oh, cool. Like this to me, I mean, I mean, Lynch is also kind of known for that, right? Like he'll make like a four-hour movie and then the studio's like, we're only going to release two hours of this, so get cutting. I know that was with Blue Velvet, at least. Like, Dilo De Laurentiis was like, I will not release this movie a second over two hours, and so that movie is an hour and 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, well, Twin Peaks, like, Fire Walk With Me, there's an, like, an hour and a half of deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's like a four-hour movie. I gotta see that. I mean, too. Inland Empire's 315 or something Inland like that. Inland Empire's really long. Well, Holland Drive is like 240. And this movie is the kind of thing that meanders so much. I feel like you could pack another hour into it and it won't ruin it. It might even make it more awesome. We were talking recently, when we saw the Arnold Marathon, we were talking about how American Honey is like this new kind of filmmaking. It actually is kind of a lot like this. Yeah, it is starting. I mean, I'm starting to get that. And that's funny because when I saw Moonlight, I would, I would lump Moonlight into that as well, into that same sort of Because it's not really genre. about things, it's about people. Yeah, it's not so much a plot. 
Even well, 20... I, okay, yeah. so uh, we were talking about Jim Jarmusch earlier, and I have seen one of his movies. Um, All right. The one where Tilda Swinton's a vampire. Only Lovers oh, Left yeah. Alive. Yeah, so I kind of felt like, like, obviously the style is really different than this, but I felt the same way, where, like, it wasn't... It was just, like, watching people do stuff. It wasn't really, mm-hmm. like, about that much, but I could have kept watching it for a long time. It's like... It's like a, it's weird because I feel like movies do that intentionally, like um, Dazed and Confused or Everybody Wants Them. And I'm not just saying that because they're link letter, but like those are the kinds of movies too, where it's like nothing's really happening. People are just hanging out for a long time, and we're watching that. Um, and I, I'm I'm liking those more and more. Oh but yes. Like, <laughs> like more than once we've we've said that this is like a painting, and it is kind of like like you. There's no set amount of time that you look at a painting; you just look at it. Mm. And this is a little like that. Those kinds of movies are like that. Hmm. Here, Crispin Glover freaking out in a Santa outfit because... Like, look how dark her life is. Yeah. And we don't really learn anything about Sailor's past, right? Let me know if we do. I don't know that we... He ever tells... He told that one story about getting laid, but that's about it. Well, he had bad parents. Okay. I wonder if those aliens with the black gloves have anything to do with Twin Peak aliens or anything. Hmm. Hmm. I think we were talking about on the podcast how, I mean, Twin Peaks was out by now, but a lot of this felt like it could have existed in that universe. Yeah. Well, it's also a lot of the same actresses are in this. Oh, yeah. A couple of them. One comes back when they go, when they, I think we mentioned when they have the accident on the side of the road. Sherilyn Fenn is woman in accident. Yeah, it could be her character from Twin Peaks. Miss Audrey Horn, except she dies in this. Well, this could take place after the new episode. I think she's in the new episode. Well, mm. <laughs> I'll stop trying to rationalize, justify, whatever it. Because <laughs> who else is in? Because we got Cheryl Lee in this. We got Grace Zabriskie in this. Was she in Twin Peaks? Yeah. No. Grace Zabriskie was in Twin Peaks. Yeah. I'm just second-guessing myself. And we have Sherilyn Fenn. Maybe a few others. Erica Anderson, who was just, like, in the fashion show, is in Zondali. It's all yes. shit universe. <laughs> <laughs> Even Sailor doesn't... He's so like weird. Him. Crystal Glover back from Racing with the Moon. Oh, dude, back from Best of Times. Also the Best of Times. Is this the last time he's in a movie, though, with, with Cage? Um, I think they crossed paths again. Am I thinking of You're River's Edge? Yet. I'm thinking of River's Edge, oh. where he gives my favorite performance of his career with Keanu. So he's in movies with all three guys that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's the interlocking... He needs to be in a Efron film. Yeah, I'm just watching the Nature Channel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that no matter like the types of movies that Zeph is doing are not the types of movies that Crispin <laughs> Glover is doing. I don't know. <laughs> he wouldn't be in Baywatch, I guess not. <laughs> like that's insane. But you know what's great about it is, like, if she's supposed to be the Wicked Witch, the Wicked Witch was all green makeup, like, mm. so she's the red. The Red Witch. Yeah, we don't know. The Wicked Witch had a sister who died because the house got dropped on her. We yes. don't know what color she was. The Witch of the East. 
Although I think they tried to explain some of that in Wicked, but I never saw that play. I heard it's great, great music. Still waiting for the movie version. Even her fake eyelashes came off. Oh, that's what that is, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton is just getting ordered around this whole movie. Well, because he's in love with her, and he's just going to do whatever, like... Well, it's, yeah, it's whipped. it's interesting to see the dynamic between Lula and Sailor, and then Lula's mom and the men in her life, too, right? Like, she's got this one guy she can push around, and then she's got the other guy who's kind of, like, ordering her around a little bit. Who, in Santos? Marcella yeah. Santos? Okay, she is like... Alright, it did, it, that did not suggest vomiting to me, but... No, it was, she just, she's so torn up about it, because she just, I think she finally realized that she actually, you know, this mm. man that she might love, or, you know, at least tolerate, or whatever, her friend, she just realized that she sent a hitman to kill him. It's so funny. There was like a stain on the TV in the movie, and I thought it was on your television oh, no, until the shot. Yep. <laughs> well, then she just got like the puke all over her face. Well, that's what's also great about Lynch is he. I love his sort of play it where it lies kind of attitude about this. You know, oh, she's even got the curled shoes. Oh, <laughs> like, I did not pick that up. Like the curled feet. Mm-hmm. Wicked Witch of the East. That's right. When the slippers come off, pointy. I love this guy. <laughs> Just snapping. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I've seen this movie enough to make it like one of my all-time favorites. I definitely love this movie, uh, but her performance in this movie is one of my all-time favorite just acting performances. And of course, Cage, you know, but I, I'm I'm not used to her. <laughs> I'm a little more... Like, I could absorb what Cage is doing a little easier. But she's just continually, like, blows me away. I like how there's so many signs for no smoking, and she's just like, fuck that. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm gonna smoke. <laughs> like, I can't imagine anyone ever smoked near a gas pump. I mean, that is just ballsy. And I know you haven't seen Zoolander yet, Joey. And I mean, no rush or well, anything. Yet, but But the never. best... Maybe the greatest smoking near a uh, oh, gas really pump good. sequence ever. <laughs> oh, all the yeah, all the news is negative. She just freaks out. I mean. Shouldn't we all be reacting that way to everything all the time? Yeah, I feel like that news is nothing compared to, like, yesterday's news. <laughs> in the reality we're living in right now, I feel like every time I hear the news, yeah, I react like, great, what like, the fuck? So, like, back in the club, you know, he had ultimate control over the band there, and now here he just finds their song on the radio. <laughs> He's the fucking Fonz, man. He's, like, super Fonz. Because that was, like, one of Fonzie's big things. Like, he would walk Elbow into the it. place and, yeah, hit the jukebox and his song would play. This is some of the greatest interpretive dance ever captured on film. 
And Lula's like wearing that slip on the outside. Isn't that generally it's like a under your clothes? Kind of what she's it looks like she's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a! I love that transition into the waltz. Lynch again, he's one of those guys that just has such a master of the art. Like, I really don't feel like you can break the rules like he does until you really know the rules inside and out. And then he, because, and you know he does because he made that movie with the guy on the tractor going to visit his brother. Yeah, right? The straight story. Yeah, the straight story, which is great, but it's like a Disney Channel film for families and stuff. But that movie's terrific. And yeah, I just feel like he's a master of the form. (laughs) <laughs> like there's certain movies like I don't want to be like you know we can't be friends if you don't like this movie but like there's like this is a movie where like if you don't find something to like in here like I just don't want to talk to you I mean, this, I mean there's, yeah. like you don't have to love because like I think it's impossible to love everything in this movie but there's so much to love well, this was definitely a movie I feel like through Cage Club, like you turned me on to that I should have definitely known about before. Like this is something I feel like I should have been watching when I was discovering like Brazil and other weirdo stuff like Taxi Driver and you know getting into some like more serious levels of film watching. And I just am so kind of upset that I didn't get to watch this movie until recently because it is was one of a kind. But was there a TV show called Puchinski about a dog cop, dog detective? Oh my gosh, I hope so. <laughs> there better have been. I'm going home to watch that. I mean, there was Turner and Hooch. No, Puchinski. Puchinski was a thing. I think it was a TV show that, like... Right, there was a Poochie. Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie? Hmm. <laughs> Puchinski is a 1990 television pilot featuring a Chicago police detective whose spirit is transferred into a flatulent English bulldog Holy crap. after he's killed in the line of duty. The canine detective then, run, then returns to solving crimes. <laughs> One episode. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it aired on July 9th, 1990. So it's the same like, year as this or whatever, you know? Whoa. I hope that's on YouTube. It did not pick up the series. NBC did not pick up the series, but did air the pilot. In recent years... He's just a generally strange-looking person. Yep. In recent years, the show's premise has been recognized as one of the most bizarre in television history. Well, there was that pilot that Conan wrote starring Jack Black as, like, a motorcycle or something. It was it was some pilot where it was, like, a talking oh, motorcycle. Oh, he was a car. That's a, yeah. He was, like, a car. And Ben Stiller was on it, I think. It was... Kuczynski, full pilot on YouTube. <laughs> okay, 21 cool. minutes, 29 seconds. So we seconds. should watch that next, right? <laughs> and that's my watch later list. Here, here, Mike, we're learning about his backstory. Oh, okay. He was not out being Mr. Cool. He's so honest with her. 
I mean, like, obviously. Well, how long have they been together and he's never told her this? I don't think they were really, like, together for that long. I think they just, like, fell deeply in love. You see, this is the whole thing. That Cage was involved with the murder of her father. He was the pickup guy. Marcelo Santos killed her father. Okay. Here, Heat Vision and Jack, pilot episode. Um, It was... um, Great. I love bringing this stuff up and then needing a minute to actually find what I'm looking for. Uh, 1999, Heat Vision and Jack. Oh, man. Jack Black stars as an astronaut who flies too close to the sun and develops super intelligence, but only in the daytime. Owen Wilson provides the voice of Jack's motorcycle, Heat Vision, who's animated by the soul of Jack's old roommate, Doug. Huh. And Ron Silver plays the NASA stooge who pursues Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah, so <laughs> the pilot's out there somewhere. We all got a secret side. And this is the uh, Chris Isaac song. Yep. Yeah. And Wicked Game. Again. Wicked Witch. Which was in three Cage movies. That's right. It's the official, unofficial Cage Club song. Um, I'm going to say Matchstick Men, but that's probably wrong. I'm going to look up the... I want to look up the... The awards? The awards. (laughs) So Wild at Heart won Best Film for the Cage Club Awards. Because I voted for it Mike voted for Raising Arizona, and Lindsay Gibb voted for Vampire's Kiss, and then the Tiebreaker went to this. Um, best Cage role, Sailor Ripley in Wild at Heart. We all voted for different things. <laughs> they are really out Best Love Story nowhere. went to this movie. Best Cage Line went to Snakeskin Jacket. Best song with the Wicked Game in Matchstick Men, Family Man, Wild at Heart. Okay, I was right about the Matchstick. Best director, David Lynch, Wild at Heart. <laughs> like, only Lynch can make a guy vacuuming the, the hallway really creepy. Best adapted screenplay, Wild at Heart. If you want to see the Cage Club Awards, we put the oh, yeah. podcast, we put the audio up on the podcast feed, but there's also, you can just search Cage Club Awards, uh... Cage Club Podcast Award? Cage Club? Cage uh, Club Awards? Yeah, and YouTube. On YouTube. We did like a video too. And I like the I like the editing that Mike's doing for Keanu Club, but that's like the best editing he's done. Like either of us have done for anything <laughs> that we've done. It's like it's so like it felt so awkward filming it, and it mm-hmm. turned out to not be awkward visually, which is the highest compliment <laughs> yeah. I could pay. God, it was, that was such a it's, weird it, day. I, I tried to do it like an award show without any presenters. You know, like, you just see the clips and the titles and the awards. Because we would just, like, read something out and be like, all right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we just, you know, go to the next one or whatever. It was the, Right, it was... I think we intended to be on screen way more than we actually are on oh, screen. Thank God we're but not. But we're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine yesterday was saying we should do more video stuff for the podcast, but I think, like, we do... We do too much. We do so much already, and then we don't live near each other enough to do like a, enough video content. I feel. 
Like, I feel like we'll do another special at some point. Oh, here comes Sherilyn Fenn. Uh, well, we gotta do the Keanu Awards. Oh, man, do we? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I will. Uh, Joe, too, also wants us to do a Podcast Network Awards just because he wants to get an award. <laughs> like, he doesn't care what it is. Like, even if it's just, like, best co-host of Zack mm-hmm. Attack. Mm-hmm. Well, that's he, what it'll be. He no. just wants to win an award. A participation award? We can mail him one. You know what award that podcast will win, though? Actually receiving mail. Yes. Oh, we have uh, we have hate mail on the 17 Again episode. Real mail? Well, we've, we've gotten hate mail from two people, both of which are my friends in real life. <laughs> <laughs> we've been contacted a little bit through the Facebook page, which has been really cool. Uh, and I have, I have, like, random people, like, once every, like, three or four months, like, a random person will, like... Start following me on Twitter and mm-hmm. just be like, "I'm listening to Keith." And I'm like, "Where did you? Oh like, yeah, where did you get? I don't understand." One of our longtime followers was the guy who runs the Cagepedia. Yeah, Nick Cagepedia. And yeah. he, did you get that recent thing? He said he's like he's learning English by listening <laughs> to our podcast. It's, wow. it's helping him learn English. I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" There's Sherilyn Fenn oh. looking that's the same like thing. A like, yeah, I feel like I'm having a nightmare. Look at her, look, look her, her brains face. are falling out of yeah, her head. and she doesn't know it. She's going to die in like two seconds, and she doesn't know. And she's worried about her bobby pin and her brush. She's worried about her bobby <laughs> from <laughs> Twin Peaks pin. Um, I feel like... Bobby Riggs. This is an experience that Sailor and Lula get to share that will help define them in the way that, like, Lula doesn't have to keep telling horrible stories from her past. They're going to experience a couple that they can help. But this is also like such a it's a bad omen a bunch of bad stuff oh yeah like like it was just them for so long and it was like they really had control over their world and now we just like now the world's like breaking apart around them yeah like they're they're still intact but the rest of the world is falling apart I would so like oh oh, just like itching her brain her hair's moving Probably touching her brain. Oh, so who is she in the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> uh, <laughs> flying monkeys. <laughs> I feel like that's the Santos guy. Is that his name, Santos? He's more like a flying, <laughs> monkey. Could be the flying monkey. I know in the I, I know he went more off the movie Wizard of Oz, but in the book they visit way more many places, and there's like the little there's like the China oh. there's like the China glass village where like. People are made of glass and stuff. And oh. oh, is that like the expanding universe of Babe's Toyland? <laughs> well, I think just the, when they adapted the book of Wizard of Oz, they left a shitload out. And they kind of like made up a whole bunch of new shit. Yeah, let's get out of there. At least one of her last sights was Cage's jacket. She got to see that before she died. It's oh, devastating. I mean, she probably wouldn't even see it. Her brain's just like all mush. Don't get blood on that jacket. Why did Lula. he touch her? Why did they touch her blood? Maybe to to, to know it's real. Yeah, what a what a downer. <laughs> I mean, everything was just sort of 
the world was their oyster, and and we came back on. Now they've got like a whole new perspective. I'm like, no, like we should be a little more careful. Yeah, we're gonna have to do Keanu Awards. But I feel like the problem with the Keanu Awards is that like two movies are gonna win everything. <laughs> Let's just yeah. <laughs> Let's just award the Matrix really stuff. Flying. Yeah, hot dog goes to best best hot dog movie. Was Flying also the movie where she held up the picture of boobs in front of her yep. boobs? Because that uh-huh. was also my favorite uh-huh. thing. Like, I want you to see... The, um, I, yeah, I'm glad you saw the hot dog scene in Sweet, Sweet November, November because I don't want you to have to watch that whole movie. That's bad. It was a good hot dog scene, though. You get a hot dog and you get <laughs> so a hot dog. So speaking of like poorly reviewed movies, because that has like a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes... Really? Yeah. No, Sweet November. Not this. Yeah, I remember. I don't. I remember us getting into why that. Why was that movie performed so bad? I, we didn't think it should have. But this movie, when I when I was IMDb being it, has only as a fifty-two on Metacritic, but it has like a seven-six or something user score. So people like fans love this movie. Just critics didn't love the movie. Critics but I feel like now, like it's you know like a a, a a movie that took time to age. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I could feel it being maybe too much at the time, but nowadays maybe everyone was like right. lynched out at the time because of the <laughs> peaks also. And Blue Velvet was just yeah. like a year or two earlier no, too, wasn't Blue it? Was two like, or three years earlier? It was like six years earlier. Was it that far earlier? Yeah. Wow. Blue Velvet was eighty-six. Yeah. Okay. Wow, 86. I didn't realize it was that far. But even still, there's that you have to unpack so much in Blue Velvet that <laughs> <laughs> like it takes a good seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing Twin like Peaks. screaming someone's name hello Twin Peaks premiered well no Twin Peaks premiered April 8th 1990 okay alright and this movie was at Con in 1990 okay so yeah they were sort of in the middle of a lot of Lynch stuff the release of this was August 1990 so like the only the first season of Twin Peaks had aired by this point so like and that I don't think was I think that was pretty universally liked so I don't think mm-hmm. that, that had anything to do with but I wonder if this was getting compared to that maybe. oh absolutely I, I bet it was like this as much I'm, I'm sure like there's something like oh it doesn't work as well in a feature form there's yeah. too much here it should have been a series well yeah. I'm also curious because like later down the road he's going to do Mulholland Drive and that was supposed to be a TV show Yes. And that didn't work as a TV show, so they just turned it into a movie. Well, I think it was a pilot that got rejected, and then he yeah. said, screw it, I'm going to at least finish this first episode. <laughs> Which, I, again, I will go on record, that is that movie scares me the most out of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I just rewatched it last year, and it still scared the ever-living shit out of me. I just no, get I goosebumps watching that. it the whole time through. There is no band. Fucking blue key. <laughs> I think I need to watch that movie again. It's been a long time. I haven't watched it in a while. We're gonna do for that special project we have coming up. We're doing him fourth with Chris Mediello. I'm excited to do so. So, oh, so the secret project will have been out probably by now. Okay. I feel like we'll probably have released at least an episode <laughs> by the time this comes out, no earlier than August. 
but we're doing like I'm excited to do Soderbergh, but like it's just such yeah. daunting. Like it's the biggest one. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's not gonna. It's uh, I feel like it's not as bad as it looks. Like I feel like people. It's just sort a of lot. Mis- it is a lot of content. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be as difficult as we're expecting. Because like down the road, like, well, it's not going to be difficult. But just like down the road, we're going to do Sofia Coppola for like five movies. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that'll be like a flash in the pan compared to everything else. But like we're doing the Wachowskis third, we're doing David Lynch fourth. They're both relatively. Yeah, we got a couple of quick ones. I think that's why we decided to start doing directors is because we could sort of punch through an entire career in like six or seven movies instead of like Wes 40. P.T. Anderson, Christopher Nolan. Do we tell you what we want to do in between each director? No. We want to do like a standalone episode where just like somebody who's made two movies, like watch both of those and talk about that in one episode. Oh, that's fun. So like David Robert Mitchell, who did It Follows, but also talk about The Last Slumber Party? Hopefully by then, Annihilation will be out, which is the second movie from the guy who did Ex Machina. Oh, Alex Garland? Was that Alex Garland? Okay, yeah. He's supposed to be doing that, adapting uh, Annihilation. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. (laughs) No, no, no. It's about, like, some alien ecosystem on Earth. We can also do Fetty Alvarez and do the new Evil Dead, which I don't like, and Don't Breathe, which is... Mm. I feel like if I rewatch, I'm not going to like... I'd like to do the films of Danny Boyle one day. That would be kind of nice. There's so many directors we we want to do, but it's just... I think because I saw the Trainspotting 2 trailer the other day, I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch a lot of his work. It's That's really good. Soon, right? Yeah, next month, I think. No, by the time we're recording this, I think it'll be next month. September? No, March. Oh. We're recording this. Oh. It's February. So, so now. Yeah. A month from now, not a month from when you're listening to this. Yes, yeah, sorry. Your timeline's all screwy. <laughs> this is terrifying. She's yes, so it's, this is what scary. I was talking about before. Isabella. What are they doing here? What is this? They're going to kill him, but I think they're trying to freak him out first. They're playing with their food before they eat it. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to scare the shit out of him. But, like, it's almost like a little bit like... It's um, working. Yeah. It it feels like spiritual or like... Yeah, like... like um, Oh, it does feel Mm -hmm. like... uh, Like a ritual. from Devil's Advocate, it feels like Del- uh, not Delroy Lindo. Yeah, Delroy Del- Del- Lindo, Lindo? Doing with the, the tongue, like, the chicken thing. Yeah, and the chicken with the nail and the tongue. That voodoo. I feel stuff. like this is just New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is how we kill them in New Orleans. <laughs> Big tuna. Oh, we're so close to Bobby Peru. There ain't much here. It's like a wasteland. But their car breaks down. So, like, this is, like, this is like what life's going to be if they can't, like, fix things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, fuck you. <laughs> oh, nice another, Emerald City another Zardoz reference. <laughs> yeah, it's what this is. This is based on Zardoz, not The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> we could do a Wizard of Oz podcast where just all films inspired by Wizard of Oz and just do, like, The Wiz and Zardoz and this and... I watched The Wizard of Oz again, like, pretty recently, and, like, the whole middle of it doesn't really hold up. No. Well, it's but that's, like, like when she's meeting everybody. Years old, so it's, it's fine that it doesn't <laughs> no, hold like, up. I had ha- it is the same place. Okay. No, but, I mean, even, like, movies 80 years old, whole, I could see what she's saying. Like, I feel like there are movies that hold up especially well, and then ones that don't it's at all. It's just, like, the beginning is so good, and that's the part everybody remembers, and then you kind of forget that there's this whole other part of the movie. I honestly don't know if I've seen that from beginning to end. I'm sure really? I have, like, a while ago, but... 
I just watched that recently with my nephew. He loves that movie. Uh, he's also six. <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you feel it held up? <laughs> From the time he first watched when he was three. Actually, great. <laughs> Uncle Mike, I don't think this it. holds up. <laughs> that Wicked Witch scares the shit out of little kids, though. Oh I'll tell God, you that. Yeah, I was so scared of her. You should just show him this movie. Just be like, hey. <laughs> be like, you, you want to see... <laughs> this is my Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Oh, was she threatening to, like, out him? Lula? Yeah. I think so, and that's why he told her. Because they have no secrets between them. But how did she get from Norlands to Big Tuna so fast? No. Oh. Uh, or is that a different character? No. Um, well, because New Orleans and Texas aren't that far apart. Okay. But New Orleans to Austin's an eight-hour drive. All right. I don't know where, where in Texas Big Tuna is. I mean, driving across Texas takes like 14 hours from tip to tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it, this does feel like West Texas, which would be more of a drive. Is Big Tuna a real town? Uh, I mean, Cape Fear is a real place, so I'd like to think so. <laughs> no, no, that's a Big different. Tuna, Big Tuna is not okay, a real town. and that is a different character. I see she's got level feet, but she looks a lot like that weirdo that was at. Wait, that's a different character. Yeah. Oh, they're they're, they're sisters, aren't they? Oh yeah, I guess I kind of. Okay. That. There isn't a there is no real town Big Tuna. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. Let's found it. <laughs> Somebody asked on Quora, you know, basically the modern Yahoo answers, like how to get his name, and the answer was, "There's no town called Big Tuna. <laughs> it's a fictional town from Wild at Heart." I think my new favorite website is um, not a website, but I like searching. Are there um, scenes after the credits? Like I think oh, aftercredits.com. Yeah, after every movie I've been walking out of recently, I'm like, well, let me just check, make sure while I'm still in the theater. Yeah, I usually check it before the movie starts. Oh, but sometimes they tell you what it is, so that's why. Well, I no, because you can. So the one I use is after. I think it's just aftercredits.com, and it, like you have to tap on it to tell you what oh, it is. Oh, okay, good. But you can also see like, uh, is it worth sticking around for? And there's like a thumb oh, up, thumbs yeah, down. Oh yeah, yeah, And it's like, so yeah, some I looked at that in one movie I watched, and I felt like there should have been an extra scene. In, oh, Resident Evil, and there's just a noise, and the guy wrote, "It's just a noise. You can go." Oh, yeah, because after the credits, yes, click to see what's after credits. We just hear the Red Queen say, you're all going to die down here. And 229 people voted, and something like 160 of them or something, or no, probably more than that, said, no, it's not worth seeing. <laughs> no, that movie is just not worth seeing, period. Sorry. There are, like, the first three Resident Evil movies I feel are worth your time, but everything after that, you could take a break, go watch some Underworld. Or just... A good movie. Well, at least watch the... the actually, I'd, I'd say I like the second Underworld the most, but if you got to watch one, watch the first. If you got to. And you should never no have gotta. to. But what's crazy, if I may, just to put a cap on Underworld, is it's so much a Matrix ripoff, it's not even funny, but that they even mention in Matrix Reloaded how previous builds of the Matrix had, like, werewolves and vampires running around it and stuff, like... This is literally werewolves and vampires in the Matrix. Yeah. 
just a previous iteration of the Matrix. Yes, right. With Kate Beckinsale as Neo. Yeah, yeah, it was a female one. And I even believe, like, someone is referred to as the one. Here's all the lights that they're humping over. Oh, yeah, the rainbow. Hmm. Oh, this sequence. The guy in the background looks like Adam Driver, like a 1990s Driver. <laughs> I think that guy, isn't that the hot dog guy from The Happening? You want a hot, you guys like hot, remember The Happening? No? With Mark Wahlberg? Uh, I think I that's the that once. once in theater. I think that's the guy where they go to him and he's like, I got hot dogs. You like hot dogs? Speaking of hot dogs. And that I other guy on the far Timmy. the guy on the far right in the next shot's in a lot of Jarmouche stuff, early stuff. Uh, I used to watch, I used to follow him on Twitter. Was I can't remember his name. He had a great show for uh, fishing show where he died at the end of every episode and Willem Dafoe was on one of them and they froze to death in the tundra. John something. So Timmy Thompson, I'm guessing. Frank Collison. He's from Twin Peaks. Isn't that a racer head? Yeah. Yeah. Jack Nance. R.I.P. This guy's still very active, that guy in the background. This is a great speech. Yes, he was nursery owner in The Happening. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled that out. I mean, it, maybe because the hot dogs were stuck in my head, Jordan. So. Speaking of hot dogs, I was just talking about a dog. My dog barks some. eyes are so blue. I feel like I want to see Eraserhead in color now. There's another Wizard of Oz reference. Interesting thing about the Eraserhead DVD, you can like, it has a feature where you can um, set the levels of your television in proportion to like, yeah, it like, when it starts, it's like put your levels all the way down and um, increase them until you can barely see this picture and then you're at the right levels for your like surroundings. Oh, yeah. And so then it sets your this TV like, up to watch like the movie the This is like the beginning of Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Which oh, go fuck itself. Didn't see, so you now I don't have to. I hate it. Uh, that was my least favorite why? movie from last year. Looks like a Leonard Nimoy book. Because it was all art. Oh, here he comes. No, I disagree. Well, I don't totally disagree, but I think it was an interesting way to make a movie. Yeah, make a bad movie, sure. No, I, I, I mean, like I it. only know people that like I'm really like it or really hate it. it. Oh, you? I know one or other, two other people that really hated it. I still well, have to see I'm it. One of the Here, people who doesn't like La La Land. So. Just read that. Oh, you didn't? No. I did read this. What is yeah, with Bobby's teeth? Watching Wild at Heart and also watching my cat sort of attack Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's faking me out. 
Oh, high fiving. <laughs> that's I've never seen cats do that. No, she's Aww. that's that's her being aggressive. Oh, it's okay. She doesn't have nails though. Nope. It's okay. Ch-ch-ch. I want to say Bobby Peru's the Cowardly Lion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think we ever get, like, concrete, tin man, etc., etc., but... Well, let's see. I think, yeah... Well, who doesn't have courage? Bobby Peru has courage. He, he might not have... He might be the tin man, because he doesn't have a heart. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there like you go. Ruthless. There you go. Who doesn't have a brain? I guess maybe Harry Dean Stanton is possibly... No, he's definitely the Cowardly Lion. Yeah, he's Cowardly Lion. That's a good one. Who doesn't have a brain? No, I like I like Stanton as the flying monkeys. Yeah, I kind of like that too. <laughs> he's just doing the bidding. No, yeah, no isn't Marcelo Santos kind of the, the Yeah, monkeys? he's another, but, but there were a lot but of them. he's not really like mindless the way uh, Stanton is. And these guys are definitely the munchkins or something. <laughs> yeah, or they're right, or they're asleep in the poppy field right now, but this ain't the Emerald City. So it's Big Tuna, Emerald City? Do you think, like... Do you like, want to say it's not quite Emerald City? <laughs> Maybe Lula is the Scarecrow. I thought she was Dorothy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like Dorothy and Scarecrow were, Didn't for all you, intent and purposes, boyfriend, down. girlfriend. Well, we did this podcast episode. Yeah, you I, a list of who everybody I do. Was. On our, yeah, but now I don't re- remember it. You know, you look it up on your phone. You posted the picture to our to the blog, didn't you? Yeah. Because when you laid it all out, we're like, yeah, that's actually that actually makes perfect sense. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> and now I can't even remember what I said. Let's see. You want to be on the podcast? Is that what you're talking? I think she's made it on a couple. Oh, she's on all sorts of things. Okay. <laughs> Did she tell him that she's pregnant? She doesn't know. Just that she barfed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've never really heard a cat as vocal. She talks all the time. It's such a tiny little noise, though. Hey. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, was this the last time? Like, this is such an uncomfortable camera angle. It's an abortion scene, right? I'm also like totally okay with movies not showing graphic abortion scenes. I've seen it in oh, a couple I think different movies. After Nymphomaniac, I that's would, one. I never need to see like ever again. There's another one that I've seen that's even more graphic than that. No, really? Yep. She, she did it herself in that fucking movie. Uh, it's close. If not, if not, it's not more graphic. It's as graphic. Jesus Christ! Wait, I used I to write long then. ones. So there's all kinds of gross stuff that you guys are okay with. Like we were talking about John Wick earlier. Yeah. Why are you not okay with that? Because I don't want to see them, like, sticking abortion tools into people and not cutting the camera away. I think because that's, like, real world to me, well, and John Wick to is total, like, yeah, like, fantasy you know, stuff. That's what I'm getting at. Is that why? Yeah, I think 100%. so. 100%. <laughs> 
If I grew up in the, she knew. She just wrote the card. I'm pregnant. Oh, okay, she knew. <laughs> he smokes all the cigarettes. He's gonna give her one. He's gonna give her one. So here's what I had at the time. I had Mama as the Wicked Witch, right. San- Santos as the Tin Man, Johnny as because he has no heart. So that's right. Johnny as the Lion, which is Harry Dean Stanton, yep. Sailor as Scarecrow, and Lula as Dorothy. So he has no brain. Well, I don't think it's that he has no brain. I just think that he's that's tall and gangly, and he gets along with Dorothy the best. Like, okay. Also, like, isn't the lesson of the Wizard of Oz they all had the things yes. they thought they didn't have anyway? Right. Yes. It. Yeah. They just couldn't see it in themselves. But yes, to answer your question, if I grew up with movies about abortion scenes, I would be way more okay. <laughs> so, with it. Like, it, like if Arnold did, if he did abortions instead of shooting people, like throughout the eighties, then it would be, it would be a little more acceptable. Not that, like, that's I don't You're want. You're aborted. I don't want that to be acceptable. Like, You're I not born. Different than all the other gross stuff that's. That we you see. won't be able to have children anymore. Like, my problem with the scene in Nymphomaniac wasn't that it was like she was performing an abortion on herself. It's just it, it was, like, graphically depicted to be so, like, medical and the way – I don't – I don't remember that stuff. Well, there's, okay. two, there's, two, there's, there's two abortions in Nymphomaniac. I, I think there's one in part one and one in part two. Yep. Yeah. The one in part one is just, like, she learns how to do it. She's in school. And then in part two, she does it to herself. Right, like, in her apartment. Ugh. Hmm. The other one is in the tribe that uh, the oh, okay. sign yeah. language movie with no subtitles. Still got a here comes the Whew. Bobby Peru scene, and she looks like you she just got her Victoria's Secret. Well, she's got the little red shoes on, just like Dorothy. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this again. I think I said it on the last uh, podcast, but she has no suitcase, and she's changing her clothes. <laughs> That's a good point, but I always felt that her clothes could fit in her purse, like the number of outfits she wears. <laughs> okay. Well, he's like, I'm not going to pull a Trump or nothing. I'm just going to use the toilet. <sighs> Gosh, it's just the worst. <laughs> it's the funniest subtitle I've seen in a while. <laughs> just in parentheses in capital letters. She has two colors. She's black and she's red. Mm-hmm. Her nails, her lipstick, her thong, and her shoes are all red. And it's covered up by black. Bobby Peru figured it out in two seconds. Well, because he's seen movies before, and the only reason that women ever barf in movies is because they're pregnant. <laughs> I think you brought something up on one podcast, and you're like, I was so relieved that she threw up and she wasn't yeah. pregnant, that it was like food poisoning or something. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, especially, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Not what hit he's him. saying, but I how. Hit him. Well, no, then he, he would definitely. He would definitely rape her. Yeah. Back. I know. But see, this is why I say she's not actually empowered. Look how trapped she gets all the time when Sailor's not there to protect yeah. her. Yeah. They really hurt. The, the, the deck is stacked against her, too, in this scene. Like, she's she's pregnant now. She's, like, naked in her room. Yeah. Well, be, but she also sort of in a way brought this upon herself 
She well, I also feel like Bobby's a force she of nature. Went. She didn't have to let him in. No, but like... But, but, but what if Bobby, she hadn't? Mm-hmm. He probably would have just pushed the door open. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like He's just such a force of it onto himself that he's a wild card. He can't control him. Even Sailor will learn that he can't control him. And wow. Sailor sort of falls under the same spell, right? Like he gets Sailor to do stuff. And... Well, I think I think also it's part of like when they're not together, mm. they're not the powers are not aligned. You know right, what I mean? right. Yeah, they're That's just they're literally true. half a person. I just don't. I mean, I know why they did it, but they didn't need to give him those teeth. <laughs> like the teeth yeah. are just that extra level. Like even without him, Willem Dafoe is creepy and weird enough. Willem Dafoe, who will come back a bunch. They're in his mouth for this shot. Yeah. Willem Dafoe come back in John Wick. Different actor. Uh, but he comes back in, um, we just saw him in Doggy Dog. Yeah. That's true. Nice little ketchup and mustard scene in that movie. Best human hot dog scene ever. <laughs> oh, like, this is just... Trump's America. He, I mean, Bobby Peru's famous. He can get away with it. Yep. It's just locker room talk. Ugh. Like, that's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but, like, it's funny. Joey, that is not funny. Just the way he that's says scary. it. That's scary. That's that funny? Snaps, the way that he snaps. I mean, it's funny because he's, like, so psychotic. Not funny. He just like violated her so bad, just so he could do it, just so he I'm could not, do that and mess with her. I'm not laughing. <laughs> it's dark. Oh, look at that! It's the Wizard of Oz. She's clicking her heels, but this isn't the Wizard of Oz, so she's it's not. Not gonna work. Yeah. See now, suddenly, like the whole movie, like wasn't actually like real life. Like they were just sort of living in their own bubble. But now that they're apart, like it is real life, and like real life sucks. But also, they're apart. They're not. They're never apart. You know, like I feel like this is the first time we're actually seeing them split. Well, this is the first time they've had. Mm, not really. He went to jail. I was gonna say it's the first time they've had like a conflict. But he went to jail. I guess that's a conflict. But on this journey, this is the first time they're dealing. With yeah, them. she apparently didn't have a problem with him manslaughtering though. Like she waited for him. I do like that this cage is like normal everyday jacket. <laughs> like that's just like this what he goes out, out and about on the town on. Well, you know I know feel I mean? like he would. I mean, in the, that draft house video of the caged marathon where he shows up in that like spaghetti western jacket and someone asked him about it and he's like, well, I saw this jacket in the window and I just had to have it. <laughs> and he's like, don't you think it looks great? <laughs> like I feel like in real life he's got like a crazy sense of style. I didn't watch the Q and A. I couldn't bring myself to. Do I haven't. That. I still. I still haven't been able to get through the whole thing because I was like getting pains from. For... 
I watched about half of the him reading the Telltale Heart. And I was just oh, like, I, I watched that entire it. thing. I was thinking that if I was there, I would have like Facebook lived it, and it would have been great. <laughs> Facebook lived it. Lived it through Facebook. Now they're gonna rob the feed store. This takes like a uh, this does sort of take like a raising Arizona turn for a minute there. Like I remember at the end of that movie with like all the uh, the bank robbing. Yeah, but not like the, a the... wacky caper vibe. Like a I don't know. It gets yeah. wacky for this movie. <laughs> I think every David Lynch movie with a diff like just a slightly different tone is a comedy. Hmm. He's like literally the devil on his shoulder, whispering in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting reflection. His future's not clear. Outlook hazy, please try again. How do you know that, Bobby Peru? Now, they're talking about robbing a feed store, but, like, what they rob is, like, a Bank. Yeah, it looks like a bank. What is a feed store? Well, I mean, I I would have I would imagine it's where you get like your chicken feed or your your farm feed. Yeah, but that like you it's need definitely your... like behind like there's like tellers behind like. Well, I maybe think maybe it's, uh, slang for bank. Yeah, I think it could <laughs> be actually. Slang. I think maybe like the feed store and the bank might share a building, especially in some. No, middle of nowhere, like a livestock Texas town. Okay. Or maybe they're going to go to the feed store, and he shows up at a bank. Uh, well, I mean, the, the the robbery does not go smoothly because there's a cop outside. Oh yeah, Bobby gets his head blown off. But still, and it's a pretty good one. I think I screamed the first time I saw that. How many times did you see this movie before we watched it? Just mm-hmm. once, or more I mean, than once? Probably just once. There's a great head explosion in Chopping Mall. There's one in Deadly Friend. I mean, there's some good one in Scanners. For people listening that want good head explosions. Head Explosion <laughs> Club. <laughs> Where we spoil every movie before we actually start. <laughs> well, I didn't say when or why. No, or no, no. I'm just saying like, if we did like a podcast about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, like, then you know a head is going to explode. That, yeah, you know, yeah, just some point in this movie. Stay away from the red cars, Cage. It's not quite a red sports car. It's just like a red sedan. It's a red caddy, but it's still red. We don't really know Sailor to be, like, that much of a criminal, really. I mean, he did beat that guy to death. He's but, a manslaughter. Well, no, like, because he was running with Marcelo Santos. Yeah, he's definitely Okay, a yes. He's a, life, he's a lifelong criminal. Again, I keep forgetting about, like, his sort of... Before the movie started, what he was because we were, well, when we were talking about that, you were too busy looking up about Hellraiser and Jack or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The up? motorcycle movie or the motorcycle? Oh, movie oh Jack right, Black. right, yeah. <laughs> Which was very important and informative, so I don't blame <laughs> you for that. Owen Wilson has like a motorcycle voice. There's the crystal ball again. He, he is the scarecrow. Mm. 
He has no brain. Like he, I guess he has like no no foresight. Maybe like no. He doesn't think about like what. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not a planner. <laughs> yeah, he's just a doer. He's like a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do with it if he caught one. He just does things. Yeah, and well, I think I think Lula thinks he knows a lot more things than he actually does because he keeps her safe. But Lula has so many tops you can see her nipples through. Basically, all she wears is underwear. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like she got like that black leather bra. She's got these things. She's got that red thing that we couldn't figure out if it was like a leotard or like a, a slip. What is it? Those, those lights? Pants that you can. See I don't know through. what those lights are. I've never the seen that before. The lights with the steer. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> what is that happening? Like, that obviously had to be in the hotel. They didn't bring that, but, like, what is that? Why don't they just clean it up? Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that underwear. Holy crap. Doesn't he have in the family man? Yep. Doesn't he have some... Like, Not that? quite as G-string as that, but, whoa. I have, yeah, like... I don't know anything about men's underwear. <laughs> Is that a thing? No, not. I think that, that not feels, for me. That feels European and like early nineties. Because that's a thing in women's underwear. Sure. I think maybe for like like if you're like I could see sports guys, you know, needing to wear stuff like that. It looked like a cup though, or something. Yeah, you know? there's pretty much three styles: there's boxers, there's briefs, and there's boxer briefs. And then that's not a thing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's a specialty retailer. Right. That's like what she must like, so he wears them or something because. I don't, yeah. Even I don't see those when I go shopping. This movie does fly by, though. Like, we're 25-ish minutes from the end. Why should you call him an angel, though? Well, Black Angel is like the angel of death. He's, he's a bad omen. He's, he's a bad dude. You just call him the devil. Mm. More poetic to call him a black angel. I guess. Yeah, because angels are supposed to be white and nice. Or at least wearing white is what they're depicted as. <gasps> she said the titular line. The line. I was just so tired of all these Star Wars. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Tired of all this traffic. Just can't wait till we get out of Africa. I guess that makes us some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> that fucking the out of Africa one is the best though. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he said the the titular line in Out of Africa. They never say what. Those are some shoes. That's Marietta, though, right? No. Oh, it's... No, okay. Well, okay, so they did that shot earlier, and she was there when the f- dad was killed. Oh. Here's Bobby Peru. Huh. 
Oh yes, Grace Zabriskie and Isabella Rossellini are the They look sisters. so much alike until they're next to each other. Right? Yep. And then they don't right? look alike at all. Yeah. One is older and one is younger. It's so weird. Also, like, I feel like this... And that's Bob Ray Lemon, right? In the background with him? No. No, because that person was there when Harry D. Stanton was killed. Oh, okay. So I thought it was their brother or something. That's the thing. A lot of this is left to your imagination, too. Like, as much as Lynch... Like, he still likes to be cryptic and confusing. Yep. But it's entertaining, you know? That's why I don't... That's why I like it. Because he's never frustrating for me. They're also, like, with him, I feel like there is no answer anyway. Like, he's never mm. going to tell you what he meant because he doesn't give a shit. So it just is whatever, you know? The point of it isn't to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Iguana office. Doesn't he have an iguana in, uh... Isn't that in, uh, Port Call, New Orleans? Does he have an iguana? There's iguanas in there, for sure. I mean, he's looking at it, that iguana looking at me. <laughs> he's all in black now, though. I think... Is this, like, the first time he's worn all black? No... He's wearing all black a couple times. Maybe just when he's angsty or misguided. <laughs> I like how he went up at the end of that sentence. What's she doing here, man? He gets he can go higher than I can. So that's Isabella Rossellini, right? Yes. And the older one is Grace Zabriskie. Yeah. The one with the funny leg is Grace Grace Zabriskie. Zabriskie. I always thought it was weird to, like, lock a convertible like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess. I never really thought about it. You can go flying out without a roof, I guess, just as fast as with the door opening. Well, I mean, you don't lock the door so that it doesn't open. You lock it so people can't open from the outside, but they can just get in. Well, you also lock it so it doesn't, like, pop open really? while you're driving. Do you? Is that a thing? Door <laughs> you don't, do? don't well, don't you don't know. accidentally open the door from the inside? Yeah, my, my cousin did that once when we were little. I knew someone who did that by accident, was, like, sort of dragged by the car for a little while. Good, you weren't muted during that. We, we <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was, like, real... Goose. Yeah, that was some... That was a deep cut. Like she's basically a painting here. Like she's mm-hmm. just looking at that horse. Girl on a horse, comma Lynch, comma nineteen ninety. <laughs> Such a weirdo. Well, so your so your favorite movie is Planet of the Apes. What's your second favorite movie? Oh man, 
What's your favorite movie? I haven't considered that in a long time. I feel like I have a lot of different movies that I like for a lot of different moods. Well, if you could only watch one forever, Desert Island movie. That's how I figured it out. That's how I did my list. I don't think I could pick one. Jordan, you have to. I don't think I could. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Lobo like, Ramos. Uh, I'm just looking for, for tips here. Like, there is feed, but it feels like a bank. Uh, they probably have a lot of money in the feed store, Yeah, though. maybe... Like, well, they like, carry $5,000, they said. Maybe they're worried about getting robbed, so there's... I don't, I don't know. It's not glass. It's not or really maybe stopping it was, anybody. Maybe it was a former bank that they just... Maybe it's just a oh. building that they could shoot in, and it just happened to be like a bank. You know what was my uh, second movie for a really long time was the original Night of the Living Dead. Like, I used to watch that almost every night in high school. Every just, night? Just about. I would just put it on, like, doing homework. I would just have that movie on all the time. Coming to get I you burned power. through, like, two or three VHS copies of that, too. Like, they legit, like, snapped from watching too much. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one for me, the, the first Night of the Living Dead. Brazil is a huge... That's like top five for me. I watched that once and I hated it. Wow. I watched that a lot. That's one of the f- movies that got me like into movies, like to you know, want to like, do stuff in the movie industry, like maybe write movies or you know make movies. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's got to be a cage movie on that list somewhere. Well, what's your favorite cage movie? It might be Adaptation right now, because you get two cages, and they're so drastically different, and it's just so well done. That's at the top. You know, Raising Arizona, that's at the top. Oh, that Bobby Peru. No ammo. See, he doesn't have a brain. He is a dummy. He's a scarecrow. <laughs> Too slow. Well, there's this two, this double barrel. <laughs> so scary. Well, he's like completely unhinged yeah. now. That that's an actor. That the cop. Know. Yeah, he might be a Lynch, sort of uh, one of the Lynch players. Oh. oh, terrific! I mean, you just this is the only movie that's ever in. Blows his own head off. I don't know this. What? What would this guy's name be? <laughs> I love that. The inside of the feed store where the guys are just like shot to shot to shit. Walk looking fingers. for his hand or yeah. Uh, there, that's the ultimate lynch. <laughs> just the dog running out with the there hand. There was something I read about how like being on a lynch set, like he'll be like, Alright, I need uh a chimpanzee, a woman with one leg, 
and, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, and some like pancakes. 40, <laughs> 45 minutes later, like, somebody has found all of those things for him. That'd like, be a fun set to work on. Candy necklace. He really uses old men a lot. Hmm. Well, there's there's sort of like a stigma against, I feel, like old age actors a lot in Hollywood, right? Yeah, and he really uses them, even if it's just to have them stand around in the background. Just wants to remind you that people get old. Well, because I feel like he's always sort of been an old man himself. Yeah, I get that sense of him. But it's kind of strange how many people live to old age in his movie universes. They just seem so violent and insane that not a lot of people would make it to old age. More than I would... Okay, that actor is Neil Summers, who was uncredited in this movie. What has he been in? He's in Shawshank Redemption. Dick Tracy. Mother and daughter reunited. Robocop. I did not recognize him from Robocop. I don't think he's... He's also in Mars Attacks. He does stunts in Mars Attacks. He's mostly a stunt guy, I guess. Hmm. He just looks familiar. He looks like somebody. Lulu looks so young here. I feel like she... Different hairstyle, like, tied back, like, sort of like a schoolgirl She looks, like, more normal. She's not all sexed up. She's not a lioness. What happened to uh, the other guy? That's the best. To Harry Dean Stanton? Yeah. They killed him. I don't remember that. She just screams really when he touches her. I really lose track of that, that plot as many times as I've seen this. He's smoking two cigarettes again. Well, when they were doing, they were sort of torturing him. Remember the way that yeah, Norm was doing it? They shot him at the end of that scene. Uh, you don't see him die, but they oh, shoot him. Oh, that's why they... I don't remember. See, kids in prison, like, you know, he also, in Con Air, the same thing, you know, his wife was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got out and missed, you know, his, his child's Missed the birth. And that's why he got the bunny. And in this, in this movie, he doesn't have a bunny, but he has, like, a teddy bear or something, right? He comes out with something. She's always horny, like, <laughs> arousing her nipples with the, the, the ice glass. And she looks for real insane now, like, She's no makeup it. whatsoever. And in the last five years well, and ten months or whatever, she's grown the, a backbone. The mm-hmm. mom, like, clearly has a drinking problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like... How much of her... How much of <laughs> Oh, right, box? and then it melts. Mm-hmm. Because oh, the, yeah. the wicked witch melts from the water. Like, how much is the mom's behavior like some kind of metaphor for being an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. It's a car. car. Oh, yeah, didn't we, like... That freaked us out when we first... No, because we didn't like... know about it yet. No, did we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did. 
Never on Tuesday, it was a couple movies ago. Mm. Another accident. Oof. <laughs> the weirdest universe that he develops. Just waiting on my Lula. She's got this this look like when she sees him, like it's like she still can't believe like she's actually seeing what she's seeing. Well, this time it's almost been six years as opposed to just two years. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's been even longer. Yeah, it's been one well, week since I looked at him. Six years since he went to prison. <laughs> That's a nice little lion, though. All right. They're still not married, right? Like, he hasn't proposed yet? No. No, because he won't he stay hasn't until... Mm-hmm. She has to be his wife. Pace Ripley? Oh, no. This is what Pace's IMDb picture is. Oh, no. May I see? <laughs> oh, please. His name... How old is he now? 33. He was about seven in this. Glenn Walker Harris Jr. He's an actor, director, producer hmm. known for General Hospital, Anastasia, Say Say Anything, and this. Oh, was he the kid in Say Anything? With John Cusack's nephew in Say Anything? That, I don't remember any other kid in that movie. He was Jason Dobler, whatever that is. Yeah, because uh, that's Cusack is Dob Dobbler. That's so. Yeah, it's his nephew. He teaches kickboxing. There you go. Hmm. I feel like in this movie he would teach him like uh, sort of metal, <laughs> metallic, karate like dancing. karate dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to describe that. It's like I guess karate dancing is the best way to do it. <laughs> This is their collective, like Dark Knight of the Soul. Thank God it only lasts like a minute and a half. Right. This is when they actually break up for a minute. (laughs) Boy's frightened. Well, his mom's freaking out. Mm Mm-hmm. so close to the end and now I'm finally like just watching it we're so close to Cheryl Lee so this is all based on just the first short story yeah wow I mean it's like so the all like six or whatever is like I think it's like 200 pages I think it's not like a, it's not like a short oh, story oh it's a book or like well it's not maybe it's not that long it's the longest I think it's the longest of the bunch maybe it's it's, it's over 100 pages I think alright so it's like a novella novel kind of thing let me get it 
<laughs> His son's got some style. Well, they're a very stylish family. <laughs> Mm, peanut. There he goes. It's all of them in one. It's not the new one. It's like a hundred and thirty pages. Okay. Then there's, then there's one about what? Perdita Durango, who I think is referenced in this, and that's like 115 pages. Then oh. Sailor's Holiday is 70, Sultans of Africa is 80, Consuelo's Kiss is like 70, Bad Day for Leopard Man is like 70, Imagination of the Heart's like 70. So it's like mm-hmm. twice as long as any of the other ones, you know what I mean? Is there anything else you feel like they could have adapted? I don't remember. I, only, I read okay. this once like years ago. Oh, here we go. Confrontation. He's like surrounded by ten guys, just in the middle of nowhere. And they... He's about to drop a line that like yeah. is just intentionally to get his ass kicked. I think, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, did either of you watch Always Sunny this week? No. No. Oof, that's the one that does it. She comes. Cheryl Lee. Glenda. The good witch. Sailor. In her soap bubble and everything. Sailor. (laughs) I love that David Lynch watched Wizard of Oz and he's like, yeah, this is what I get. (laughs) This is like how I see it. (laughs) How I'm going to regurgitate Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's funny, but it's also sad though, because he's just like, I'm not, I'm not good for her. Yeah. She's like, no, but well, like, look you what are. he's put her through. He's not really good for her. Oh, but she wants him. It's what she wants. Oh, she said, he said it again. She sounds like the lady from. The- the poltergeist Carol Ann tiny lady turn away from the light I mean love (laughs) (laughs) I like that they all kicked his ass and then just stood over him (laughs) and watched him (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the best. It's meant to be. I like to think that she heard that. <laughs> well, this is when she melts, right? She's yep. Melting. Maybe those are actually baby pictures of Laura Dern. Probably. Mm-hmm. I wonder that in movies all the time. Now, do you think the mom actually turned into smoke in real life too, like in the movie, not just the I photo, think, but that I she think vanishes? It just means she's gone. Hmm. She Look at that hot anymore. rod. This is this is so beautiful. That because of that accident, ostensibly we saw before, right? It was mm-hmm. just like a standstill. <laughs> Sailor. <laughs> Pace just so happy, just sitting there. Mommy and daddy. cute kid who will one day inherit one of the greatest jackets in film history oh man what an inheritance (laughs) what (laughs) she's like and and get ready for it here it comes Great. It's so good. It's so good. I like how Crispin Glover is fifth build. <laughs> For like two minutes. He's before Marietta. Yeah, he's in it less than a racer head, and yet he's got higher billing. That's weird. Wasn't There's a guy, name? Man at Shell Station's first name was Cage. Oh, <laughs> cool. What's oh, after the credits? Uh, worth sticking around for? Yes. <laughs> well, we at least have to hear him sing Oh, Love Me Tender. Of course. Cool martyr. This is a good way to search for baby names when you're reading credits. Yeah, so far, both movies we did commentaries for today had the credits over the final shot. Yep, which is nice. Love to see if the next one continues that streak, or if it's a combo breaker. Eric Daré. I know that. Why do I know that name? What was his credit I, of? I think it was a casting assistant, Eric Daré. I think he might be in the Twin Peaks credits. Oh yeah, that would make sense. This is all Lynch's. Crew, so yeah, all the you know the wardrobe people. I'm sure the casting directors. Because every time you watch Twin Peaks, you watch the full credits at the beginning. Yeah, all three and a half minutes. Of yep. them. Are they really that I long? Think, I think they're not on some of them. Yeah, it's really it's, I think it's two and a half. I like that music. 
New Orleans crew. I wonder if the credits stop when he stops singing. That'd be cool. To just fit them all in. Oh, Eric DeRay is Leo Johnson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I wonder if he... Does he act in other stuff? Or is he just a crew guy who they made an actor? Like Bob. Is that where Bob was, too? He was just a crewmate? Bob Bob was an accident. Okay. Bob was like... There, there wasn't supposed to actually be a person playing Bob... And that guy was on crew, and David Lynch just, like, saw him in the shot by accident and was like, oh, you're Bob now. <laughs> so Eric DeRay has been in nice. 20 things. Oh, this keeps going without music. That's weird. It's a little weird. It'll at least have, like, some kind of noise under it. Three of the 20 things are Twin Peaks related. So he's right. not really an actor. Does he have, like... He was a medic in Starship Troopers. Yeah, like, does he have other crew credits? He has eight films in the casting department. One in archive footage, one in art department, and one as self, so... All right, here we go. he's an actor. Post-credit scene or not? No, there's nothing. Are you positive? Thanks for for listening. Come back whenever we release the next one for the next one, whatever that's going to be. I don't know. So we'll figure out what we're going to do. You'll know by the time... You know more than we do, so enjoy that. (laughs) Pull that over our heads. And there's the Cowardly Lion. There you go. (laughs) Bye.